Welcome to the Nino's Corner Podcast. This is beautiful. What is that, Velvet? Hosted by Nick, Nino's Corner Battle. Damn right. Hey guys, Steven here, Fanatic Perspective, a special, special episode. I have three friends of mine, one of them on the right side, and two of them who were very, very misguided uh, from from Oklahoma, and we're getting ready to chop it up with these brothers here, and um, couldn't be more excited to, to, to have Nino's Corner on, and Seth and Chris from the, you know, unfortunately from the Horns Down podcast, you know. Go ahead and get out your system. We appreciate the branding. I asked Mac Brown, am I holding it right? It's it's like that. But just, right? so. You know somebody's going to screen grab when you had it up, by the way. Probably me. Man, we're going to have a great conversation here. Um, two very passionate YouTubers representing Texas, two very passionate Oklahoma Sooners representing their podcast. Can't wait to chop it up with you guys. Before we get into it, I want to give a quick shout out to sponsor Fanatic Perspective, BUSR, the official sports book, the official betting partner of Fanatic Perspective. Hit up BUSR.com slash Fanatic. We have a current promo going on, Sports 100 FP, five-time rollover. So take advantage of it. Hit up that link, busr.com slash fanatic. We have a contest coming. It is in approval stage. Details coming soon for anybody that signed up on BUSR. Shout out to our sponsor. So without further ado, and, and, and you know, while you're here, please subscribe to Nino's Corner first and foremost. And, um, you know, we appreciate our, our brothers in the community and, and looking out for one another, uh, as well as Horns Down Podcast, if you... Uh, I know I have a lot of OU people that follow us, have been following us for years, quite frankly. And, and, and you know, this is probably the last nice thing I'll say about Chris and Seth here. Um, but they do know their team inside and out, and they're great guys, uh, football aside. But this is not a football aside conversation, is it, Nino? We're here to oh, talk ball. We are here to ball, talk man. ball. Um, so heading into this, heading into, you know, this matchup, where the Oklahoma Sooners are 5-0, and Texas Longhorns, Steve Sarkeesian, 4-1. Uh, I met with you guys before the season, and I know you guys uh, met up when we had the SEC announcement. So I don't know, um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll throw it over, you know, to my boy Nino first uh, before, we, before I kick it over to Seth and Chris. But <laughs> Nino, I, we haven't actually spoken, me and you. So how are you feeling yeah. coming off the TCU victory heading into our matchup with our brethren from the North? I actually like that we had a down, dirty, gritty, you know, game. You know, so OU's had a bunch of down, dirty, gritty games all year. You know, that 40 to 35 against Tulane. Uh, what else? That little West Virginia win that they got. They that squeaked squeak, away. Yeah, you know, that little squeaky game against Kansas State. <laughs> They've been running some tough games. I mean, like some gritty games. I will give them that. That is the sign of a true winner is you win the games that you're supposed to win, even when they're tough. Chris, put that damn book down. <laughs> I thought we was talking football here. I didn't know we were going to talk about Texas. But, you know, I actually like that Texas had a, had a dog fight, you know. So this was a game that Texas probably played their 
they actually, I would say, like their C plus game, you know, and mm-hmm. still won the game. So, you know, that was kind of encouraging there. But Texas has to step it up, you know, just to beat Oklahoma next week. Seth, Chris, all these squeaky games you guys are playing. What's the story down there? Seth, I'm, I'm going to let you go I'm, ahead. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I'll take, I'm going to take point on this one real quick. But, <clears throat> man, I mean, it's it's not like how they drew it up. That's for sure. You know, there's a there's a there's been a lot, and it seems like every game. I mean, outside of the West Carolina game, we just can't we can just throw that one away because any team with any uh you know competency would have done that to done the same. So, but these other game, Tulane, Nebraska, West Virginia, K State, and a little bit less on the K State side. Um, that one was kind of a little bit more taken care of than the final score indicates. But either way, it seems like there's always been something a little bit different that's kind of kept these games close, but it, I mean, when it really just comes down to it, it just seems like this team just really, you know, whatever uh, area on the team that it is, that's kind of limited. It just seems like they're just, I don't know, like, is it, are they hungry enough? Is, uh, those are the questions I'm kind of, I feel myself asking myself as I'm watching it. Is, this, is it, are they hungry enough or maybe are they, are they really prepared enough? Like what's going on behind the scenes? Like none of us really know what's going on in practice, but I mean, the coaches are all saying, you know, the right things. Players have been saying the right things, but it just seems like every week they kind of look. If anything, it almost looks like they they've regressed in some areas, like as the weeks go by. But, but I mean, coming off that last this last weekend, and I think for Texas as well, um, it was kind of interesting that Texas played TCU and OU played K State this last weekend. Those are both kind of like teams that have been like the monkey on those team on our teams back for a while. Yeah, so like it was. I think it was for both of them to pass those tests. I think that that kind of really helped set the stage. I think it just got me a lot more excited for this weekend than I probably couldn't have been more excited anyways, but, but yeah, it's, there's a, there's a lot of questions. I know Chris and I have been talking for a month now about them, but uh, I'll throw it over to him as far as what he, his, uh, his take on it is. But yeah, for me, it's, it's kind of like, it's all over the place, honestly. So let's, let's, let's stay with some of the pest, some of the pessimistic outlook that, we all have kind of towards OU right now. Obviously, it's just it's inconsistencies. Uh, you know, I've been one to definitely point out the linebacking core. Uh, our linebackers were supposed to kind of take that step this year. You're looking for a Guaybu to kind of put his name out there as, you know, somebody who should probably be a second-day type of guy uh, in the draft. But, you know, you ha- they've kind of been non-existent this year. You know, you're you're looking at Deshaun White. You're looking at Bri- Brian Osamoa and, and – Where's the production? You know, you look at tackle for losses, I think they both may have one combined. Uh, then you look at the offensive line, obviously, and there's some inconsistency there. But I think the thing to, uh, you know, let's, let's, let's be optimistic about it. So if you go back outside of the West Virginia game, if you go to the, um, if you go to the Nebraska game, and you go to this Kansas game, how those games kind of finished were kind of weird. You know, you get the incredible in- interception against Nebraska on a three-yard line. You don't do anything with it, you know, trying to run the ball and get out of your own end zone. You punt it, then they score again. And so, you know, I think a lot of people overlook the fact that, hey, if OU finishes that game 23-9, to you're still not happy with, with the product that was on the field. But you feel a lot better going into the next week thinking like, hey, we can't do any worse than what we did. And then, like Seth said, you look at the K-State game and you're just like, well, you know, um, the score was deceiving at the end. And, and you know, you're, you're looking at, at that game as well as 
You had two possible uh, uh, interceptions that you didn't capitalize on. Uh, I mean, it's a lot of things out there. It's a lot to hate, but there's also a lot to like as well. I definitely think that the zone running scheme and uh, just getting Spencer out of the pocket, which he's been trying to do, because you can tell he doesn't trust the offensive line all that much. But getting him out there and having him doing things that are comfortable, that he's comfortable with, you know, I definitely like that. Um, do I think that this, you know, I think that a game like this right here, if you look at last year, this was the game that really set our season, like kind of set our season on the way that it did. It really kind of mm-hmm. shows you that trajectory that we were going, going to go because they all banded together and they got together and they, they went on. And I think this is another game that could do that for, uh, for OU as well. I won't say that they're one play away. I would say they're probably one or two units actually like just flipping that switch from being the team that we all think that they can possibly be. And I think that if you get, I mean, obviously going into the Texas game, if you can get K-State play or better out of your offensive line, I think Spencer has a great day. I think the running backs have a great day. And I think everybody's happy with the offense. But I feel like the the position that I'm the unit that I'm going to be looking at the most is going to be the linebackers, because granted, um, I have nothing but love for for B. John. Should have been a sooner, but still, I like yeah, B. John Robinson. B. John Robinson is a great guy. <laughs> I give him that. My whole thing with B. John is is that one, if we don't lose him in space, which I don't think we're going to lose him because he's not five six like Deuce Vaughn. But if we don't lose him behind the numbers and behind the other backers, you were supposed to come on when Deuce after Deuce Vaughn did you in, by the way. You know, I mean, I guess you're here now. Anyways, um, I'm glad you're addressing that. Like, like I was saying, if we can, if we can, uh, if you can guess, do what with, if you can do what with Bijan Robinson. So <laughs> here's my thing with Bijan. Okay, two things about Bijan. One, he's carrying the ball way too much. Way oh, too much for you one game. One game. There's one, one reason game. why Bijan should have 30 carries for as little. That was it's one game. Bijan, he's he's carrying the ball way too much. <laughs> they didn't carry the ball hold against our Arkansas. Hold on, hold on. Let me put the stats for you. Can I finish? So the second thing is this right here: Bijan takes some extremely awkward and hard hits. He leaves his body susceptible to some hard hits, and I'm telling you now. I don't know what I don't know any names on TCU. I watched that game, but I know that those guys are not Isaiah Thomas, Perrion Renfrey, Nick Benito. I'm telling y'all right now, if our linebacker core comes to play and Brian Asamoa, uh, Deshaun White, Agwebu, hell, Danny Stutzman, if he gets to play the game, if they come back and do what they need to do, I'm telling you now, if he carries the ball 30 plus times, he probably won't be playing against O State the next week. I'm just gonna say that. Well, hey, okay. well, Chris, let me tell you something. Let me bring up these stats first. We're talking about Bijan carrying the ball so much. This is Bijan's stat line for carrying the ball this year. 20 carries the first game, 19 carries the second game, 13 carries the third game, 18 carries the fourth game, and he had 35 the last game. Bijan has not been overworked at all, by no means necessary. What about the, the last game was the only one, but we're, we're talking about a 19-year-old kid, okay? He's going to be up for this game. He's going to be up for this game. He hasn't been overworked. That's one thing that I've actually liked about Sark is that he he has kept that that little rotation like really tight, really tight knit, but gave Bijan enough carries, but also gave Roshan carries and then sprinkled some Keylon in there as well. And then Brooks has gotten this shine in too. So 
Bijan hasn't been overworked. It's, it's it's not like Deontay Foreman back in the day when Charlie Strong was running so, 51 times a game. So he's not touching the ball in the, in in the air as well. Bijan, no, hold on. He has what ten catches on the season or something? Yeah, like it's that. not much at all. It's not it's much. Not, at all. He has ten catches. So if you average it out, it's probably. I mean, with the 35 touch game, it's probably somewhere around 22 20 to 24 touches a game which is right around where Ezekiel Elliott was when he was on Ohio State. Like, that's yeah, not, a, has, that's not has, a wild number. He has four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, he has 10, well, yeah, he has 10 catches for the whole season. 10 catches. Yeah. So, so the workload, the workload last, if we're only going off last week, yeah, 35 carries is too much. I don't mind 35 carries in, in certain situations, especially yeah. the way we were prepping. We didn't know what the weather situation was going to be. We're playing a weird, you know, Gary Patterson four two five. All the stuff that was going on, that was the way to attack that opponent. And he was rolling, and he got four or five carries at the very end of the game just to run the clock out, which he was able to break tackles and convert. So he's so, and I know the carry conversation is is really front and center because of what's happening on the other side with TCU and Zach Evans and that entire conversation, and it's juxtaposed with what we went through with Tom Herman about Bijan not getting enough carries. Yeah. And now and it and it's a balance that we are all aware of in 2021 with running backs in general, understanding their shelf life. You see in the NFL, it's more two back than ever before. That's why I don't even buy into the drama going on with the Cowboys with, oh, Zeke not getting enough carries or Tony Pollard and all that. You need multiple backs. Yeah. And so I'm with I'm with Nino in terms of and I agree with you, Chris, about two things. I don't want to see him carry the ball 35 times again this week. No. And I agree with you in terms of the awkwardness in which he can get hit. He has that. You can't hide that on film. So you have a point there. But I'm with Nino in terms of the rotation. I do think that there's some meat on the bone to get a Keelan Robinson involved earlier Mm -hmm. and to give you guys a look that you maybe not necessarily have seen yet. Or Roshan Johnson, who has had success against OU in the past. So there's 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 options there. If we end up with the same script that we had against TCU, then that's not favorable for Texas, in my opinion. Not at all. Not at all. And, and that's a point that I, I know I've, I've talked to my uncle about, talked to Seth about this morning. Um, and Seth, you remember when we were talking about how do you think uh, – and the question was, do you think that Texas, with Sark as the OC, obviously, do you think that – he's going to try to run the whole West Virginia, uh, Nebraska, you know, scheme against OU, which is basically let's just soak up as much time as we can in, in the clock. Because I don't, I don't see him doing that. Obviously, all gas, no breaks. Yeah, all ass, no, excuse me, all gas, no breaks. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> uh, I, I just, I mean, I don't, I mean, I, I don't see Stark doing that. And I think that kind of plays into our favor because, you've seen the limited number of possessions that they have. And I really think that they're clicking. And I think that Lincoln is going to – Lincoln always dials up a great game against you guys. As far as execution, sometimes it's poorly executed. But then again, when it's clicking, it's clicking. So I don't I don't really see this game really going over about – I don't really see this game going over 48 points. But I do think there's going to be some points scored. But I just don't know. I mean, what I, I want to say 48 points, you're talking about the total? total, yeah. The total, oh, I don't no. really see this I game. Going going more than that. I don't know about you, man. All right, Chris, well, shout, Chris, shout out Chris, to our sponsor, BUSR. <laughs> I'm getting ready to pull up the 
<laughs> you know, pull it up the line as we speak. Come on, go ahead. Come on, go Chris. ahead, Seth. Well, I just I was gonna say I got my I got my score prediction already. I'll I'll share it later if we're doing that, but um, sure. One of the teams I got definitely is getting close to forty already, so I don't. I, I would definitely bet the over on that if that was the over I'm, under. But I'm betting the over myself, Seth. I'm with you, buddy, on that one. Man. There's no way in hell this game is only forty eight points. It's it, there's no way. Um, but then again, it's like. Team. Yeah, but then again, this is like this is that rivalry where it kind of more often than not kind of subverts expectations in a lot of different ways. So, I, I mean, I really honestly wouldn't be surprised if it was, you know, like a first to 21 kind of game wins, you know, in a, you know, in a, in a way. I'm not going to predict that, but, like, it just the way this rivalry is, sometimes it's just it's just weird like that, you know. And just you can never really predict it like you can um, in, in some other games. So, yeah. but, I mean, as far as, like, you know, the, the conversation on Bijan, oh, man, I'm – I would be dumb to say I'm not worried about him, but honestly, I don't know if I'm. I think there's a Longhorn that I'm more worried about going to, going into this game, um, just based on what I've seen kind of OU struggle with and stopping. And uh, right now, that's uh, worthy the the receiver. I just feel like he's the kind of receiver that. And I mean, I know last week, you know, he he kind of had some, uh, you know, he. He he was up against a Patterson defense, you know. They kind of they Gary definitely saw that, you know, saw what he's been doing. So, uh, you know, they they game plan for game plan for that right. But I just feel like he's the kind of big play receiver, just kind of dude that he he'll step up, you know, in a moment like this. And it always seems like there's a a, a player on one side or the other or both sides in this game that kind of just has a breakout game. It just seems like every year there's there's that guy, and I I feel like I I could I could definitely see Xavier Worthy. Just kind of stepping, you know, putting on a show yeah. for the, the Cotton Bowl. So that's a, that I'm, and I'm not saying like I'm not worried about Bijan at all because I feel like he's going to get his as well. But I think the OU defense is going to be completely focused on trying to stop him, whether they're successful to that or not. Um, but I feel like a, a guy like Xavier Worthy could definitely take advantage of some things. Yeah, you know, so definitely, Seth. You know, um, you know, so Worthy didn't have the best game last week, right? So. He had, I think, two drops last week. So um, I don't, I don't think a lot of that was mainly like defense. That was him just not having just a mind frame that game. I don't think. I think this week he's going to come out blazing. I just got a good feeling about him this week. You know, um, I think last week he missed a bunch of blocks last week. It's the first time that I seen Sark just really get into a player. Um, you know, so he missed a ton of blocks last week. He dropped two balls last week. I mean, two balls that were right in the hands, right? So. I don't think he's going to make those mistakes this week. And it's going to be very interesting, man. Very interesting. And and to Nino's point about Worthy, those moments for young players, and this goes for everybody playing in the game. I agree with you, Seth. Those are the biggest – when you have a game like that, that's the, one of the biggest learning opportunities for young players is that week-over-week consistency. Because I said this on my on my channel earlier – when Worthy had that that performance, and it was an eye-opening performance, when you start to get accolades, when you start to see your press clippings, you got to follow that up. And that's that's a consistency thing. That's the difference between somebody that's cooking as a freshman and somebody who's cooking like that as a junior, senior. Mm-hmm. It's week over week over week. Now, for our case, I'm glad that he had that type of game last week because we were still able to win, and we really, really need that firepower in this game because going back to Chris's point about the possessions, that was clearly Kansas State's plan against y'all, especially in the first half. 
which is why they kept going for it on fourth down. They held on to the rock. I think you guys had two or three possessions total in the, third, in the first, first half. half. Yeah. In the first half that you only had yeah. the ball three times. Yeah. So their, their plan was blatantly obvious, right? Brilliant. <laughs> so with us, where Steve Sarkeesian, you know, traditionally has not, I would be surprised if we followed that type of script because yeah. that's never been how he is as a play caller. And I, and I think this is a meeting of the minds between him and all of the accolades he's received as a play caller and what we know of Lincoln Riley. And I, I kind of expect to see a show. Um, I looked it up while you were talking, Chris, the total right now on the game is 63 points. Um, so still not a crazy number. We were at 65. We were at 65 last week against TCU and we were only at 61 for when we played tech. Um, so the number right now is 63. I don't know if that moves, um, but it's really, really interesting to, to see the possession game. Um, and, and, you know, if somebody tries to run tempo here, you know, some of the little wrinkles that I think, you know, Lincoln will have for Texas that he's had in the past. And that Steve Sarkeesian is bringing to this, to this series, to this rivalry. Um, I I would, uh, if I could just jump in real quick, I want to piggyback off of Seth's point. I'm not so much worried about Xavier, uh, Xavier worthy, to be honest with you. Like the kid, like what he's doing down there for Texas. But, um, I mean, we're Duvernay, Eagles, people like that who are supposed to be speeds, uh, you know, burners out there on the field. OU has done – OU has been fine against those those players. It's the it's the Whittingtons of the world that kind of actually worry me because adult, that's a guy kind of like Drake Stoops where he's, he's he seems to be in the right spot at the right time. Uh you look at Whittington, and I mean, hell, let's just nope. uh, let's be real. I'm taking some offense to that, bro. No, hey, hey, wait a minute, wait, 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 wait a minute. comparing him to Drake Stoops? He's a top, he's a top he's ten player. Whittington to Drake Stoops is actually a diss to Drake Stoops. And Drake, <laughs> you listen to this podcast, Child, you listen to YouTube show. I am sorry, bro. I am so sorry. Child, please. But anyways, like I was saying, though, um, he seems to be in the right place at the right time. Now, we all can admit that he should have caught that damn touchdown pass that uh, Hunter Carr threw to him uh, in the Arkansas game now. I mean, I'll, it hits your fingertips. You should catch it. Come on. No, he, he – yeah, he's had some up and downs too. Um, yeah, he has. And coming into this season, in all fairness to Jordan Whittington, he had played six football games over two years. So the experience okay. level for him isn't great. That's not an excuse to drop passes or anything like yeah. that. I'm just saying from a consistency standpoint – He's now, you know, considered one of the go-to guys, and he's still learning on, you know, on the fly as well. So, yeah. oh yeah, we, um, we already know because I look, Scarp, uh, a Sark script every every game, those first eight or nine plays or so, we definitely see who you guys playmakers are. If Worthy, if Bijan's not getting the ball, you're definitely looking at Worthy or Whittington. Yeah, maybe somebody you see sure. underneath. Other than that, I mean, it's it's the offense really, the offense really runs through. Um, uh, Bijan obviously Bijan is the first option, but you know you guys are getting solid solid wide receiver play, especially from those two right there early on this season. Now if Josh Moore can show up and be that consistent third piece and be the uh, you know WR one that we all thought he would be, then 
you know, I'd be like, okay, maybe I should pay more attention to Texas. But, you know, when you got two wide receivers out there who are balling and then one that's supposed to be another go-to for you who's kind of been non-existent, he's about as non-existent as our linebacker core is. I mean, I think he caught well, one pass against TCU, and I was just like, yeah. wait a minute, is that who, is that who I think it is? Sure, nah, sure, you're right. Catches, you're right. The thing with him is we can't hit him on a deep ball. You know, so we, you know, like first play of the game, um, you know, like last game was, a deep ball to him. He was wide open. I mean, just right off his fingertips. You know, Casey just barely, like barely overthrew him. So it's just a matter of getting that deep ball down pat. If we can get that down pat, I think I think so far this season, we've probably left 28 points on the table just for missing yeah. deep balls. But, you know, Sark's trying to get him involved. He's definitely trying to get him involved, but he wants him to actually stretch the field. We just can't get that play down pat yet. No. Chris, it's really hard for me to take you seriously when you're comparing Jordan Whittington to Drake Stoops. <laughs> and he's got a Drake Stoops. Jordan Whittington, pro- look at the production. Excuse look me, at the sir. Production. Excuse me, sir. Kiss Jordan Whittington, I believe, has more production has. than Marvin Mims so far this year. I, I, I could be wrong on that if I can get a stat check from somebody. But I think Jordan Whittington's been more productive than Marvin Mims. And, I mean, yeah, you know, it's Marvin just really Mims. hard to hear that type of comp when Drake Stoops <laughs> Drake Stoops is going to be a really dope GA someday. Okay? <laughs> like, oh like shout out to him, and, and he's got a what is, great what is Whittington going helping to be? up. Jordan Whittington's going to play on Sundays. Health he's going to play on Sundays. He's going to play on Sundays. Let me tell you about Knock Jordan Whittington. You guys are going to see it this weekend. Let me tell you about Jordan Whittington. Oh Jordan Whittington is reminds me. He reminds me <laughs> so much of Devin Duvernay. When he gets the ball in his hands, he's a running back. He's a straight-up running back. He's, he's a very powerful guy when it comes – I mean, his – just strong legs, man. He, if he Devin DuVernay couldn't run fast right now, he would not be in the NFL because he did nothing while he was at Texas. Then why'd you guys recruit him so hard? Then why'd you guys recruit him so hard? I know. You guys wanted him bad. Well, hell yeah. We recruit him out of high school. He was playing then. What did he do for y'all? <laughs> I mean, all he did Devin was, was, was right. only had Devin the DuVernay second was, greatest, the, yeah, the second like, greatest the country like, wide receiver season in Texas history. Okay. Wait, I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to pay attention. Yeah, what you say? I'm just trying to remember uh, who who scored that last, the very last touchdown last year in the four overtime game. The very last touchdown scored Drake by Stoops Andy. is a phenomenal college. He's a phenomenal <laughs> complimentary college receiver, and he's going to be a fantastic GA. So <laughs> I'd say this right here. I'd say this right here. If Drake Stoops got drafted in the sixth round, and somebody for some odd, some crazy yeah. ass reason. Took Jordan Whittington in the fourth round. I would look at Drake Stoops as having a better career because I would say, you know what? He ends up somewhere like uh like New England, Wes Walker all day. Wes Walker all day. Mr. Reliable. Do you, do you, bro, stop it. Do you know what Wes Walker did at Texas Tech? At Texas Tech. I know, bro. Right? He was catching like 150 story. balls a year. All man. it takes is the right yeah. system. Hell yeah, you would have been catching 150 yards. I mean, 150 balls a year, too, in Mike Leach's offense. Are you serious? Uh, and Drake Stoops is in whose offense? I know. He should Lincoln. be catching how many balls a year then? They only get nine possessions a game. That's the only reason why he's not. <laughs> Seth is such a good week, man. Seth is such a good week, man, with the coverage. Can you hear the excuses? He's Reginald right there. Look at me. And, 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 and if we want to compare and contrast, don't you ever, 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 ever in your life care Sark to Lincoln Raleigh. Sarcasm. Why not? Two good as a play, years. I'm, I'm not talking about one as a head coach, head I'm good as a play years. caller. 
see that's the thing that's the thing i One think texas fans need to understand. <laughs> i think texas fans need to understand this thing right here <clears throat> after that arkansas game i think that that was a reality set in and that oh snap especially for the coach oh this ain't bama no more Mm-mm. this is texas this ain't this ain't Bama. We don't have Devontae Smith and, and, and Jalen Waddle and all of them. We got Joshua Moore. I mean, come on, man. Coach, the coach thirty guys should make a video like about well. him. Now, hey, you know what? After the Arkansas game, we finally realized that our backup was playing starting minutes, and after that, we've been on the roll. That's just what I'm saying. Matter of fact, Stephen, what you think about? Uh, What's your what's your thoughts about uh, Casey? So, I, I mean, I think I think this is a phenomenal spot for him. It, well, first off, in terms of what we're seeing from the season, he's a leader, right? And and that's the the kind of juice that they needed, especially with them installing stuff. They've they're still installing on the fly. This yeah. team's built around B. John Robinson with the offensive line struggles that they had. Casey Thompson seemed to be a better fit than moving to the outside zone which is kind of where they, they got into at the end of last season. It was just too late. And Casey Thompson fits that. Um, you know, last week was his first road start, you know, and, and, and he ran into some adversity. So I said he played a gritty football game. Now this is the emotional test. Last week was, you know, it's a lot of the things that Gary Patterson's going to have dialed up for you because they always treat the Texas game like a bowl game. Yeah. This week is the emotional homecoming of sorts for Casey Thompson. So I think as the juice and the emotion that he plays with is a positive for him because I know that he's going to come out there and guys play, guys play for Casey. They respond to Casey. There's no doubt about that. Uh, he has his flaws. He's not, I mean, I think some people are going a little overboard with some of the things that are being said. I mean, there were balls that TC linebackers got their hands on in the red zone. He has to be more, a little bit more mindful in terms of ball security and, and, and when to take his shots. But if Casey, Casey Thompson's a juggernaut to me. And what I mean by that is he's the type of dude, if he can get up 14-0 or, or you know, get off to a really good start, we're rolling like, like you that. saw in that Texas Tech game or like you saw when he got in against Colorado. So, um, you know, I think that's something <laughs> that Sark is going to be very mindful of coming into this game, Chris. Come on, look, Chris. I'm, look, for, look Chris? I'm fine with everything you said except for the Colorado stuff. Let's leave that back there. We know what Colorado is, okay? I mean, Colorado almost beat Texas A&M this year. Yes, but te- can we all agree? We, that's one thing we all can agree on. Texas A&M, <laughs> say it with me. <laughs> all right, everybody, everybody, don't do it. One, one thing we can agree one, on look, is look. one, two, three. Frauds. And they just paid the coach another $95 million oh my God. for having that COVID season. Uh, fully guaranteed. I want his agent. I want his agent. <laughs> yeah. I want his agent. Yo, I the Jimbo, I the Jimbo Fisher Kaiser Sose gif. That took me out, man. You know, because the guy is a bank robber at this point. No I doubt was, about it. Took their money. He's, eight, he's a notorious eight and five coach every year. And Minus James. People were Minus like, eight. they were like, I, his quarterbacks, like, I don't even know. Like, every everyone in the last night, I hear King, and I'm like, Oh, that's a quarterback. I hear Calazada, and I'm like, "What is? Is that a Taco Bell?" And I hear, <laughs> and I'm like, "Stower." About Stower, Chris. Stower's a huh? tight end now. You I said Stower guy last year to play quarterback, and then as soon as he gets on campus, you move him to tight end. 
<laughs> it's the only quarterback you had in your whole They're class. lying to those kids down there. <laughs> yeah. But I, 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 I do want to – no, they're lying, they're lying to those kids over there. But, but Chris, I mean, in terms of the, the, the Casey Thompson point, I throw the question back at you the other way. What's up with the drama with Spencer Rattler? I Look, there, where there's smoke, there's often fire, right? And so you guys are booing your own quarterback. And I know the brother completed 90% of his passes last week and, and, and seemed to get back on track. What is this? Uh, his, you know, granted the picks, some of the picks have been a bit, you know, they're, they're terrible. But when you look at his uh, completion um, percentage, I mean, it's in it's almost damn near at 85%. Yeah, okay. so why do you guys want Caleb Williams to play so bad? I think that was think the student section. Go ahead, Seth. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no. I mean, I was just I think what it is, and I was definitely one of the more vocal people about like I, mm-hmm. I, I disagreed with with the with the, the booing and the chanting, because that's just yeah. like I just feel like it's just beneath any fans to do that to to do you know, you're at home. You know, like the, the, there's a there's such thing as a home field advantage for a reason, and like that 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 should be your giant supporting cast. And yeah, like everybody, you know, has a right to be critical at times. You know, especially if there's some they see some kind of egregious errors being made or just you know plays that could have been, you know, just shored up a little better. But I think what it is for Spencer, I think I think sometimes we talked about this, Chris and I did. I think he re- he relies a little bit too much on his his kind of his talent and uh he doesn't really let his his skill actually kind of you know come forth like he's he he knows that he can make every throw on the field he knows that he you know he he can uh he can read a defense on the bets like he just it's almost like he gets in his own head of like I just want to do this one play because I just feel like doing this the you know throwing this one this one pass or you know to this receiver running this particular route and he just it, sometimes it's like you just want him to 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 let you know take what the defense is giving you because they're they're giving him something every play. But sometimes he's it's almost like he's forcing the issue. There's a lot of yeah he's only he's throwing I guess what three or so interceptions on the season. I think a lot what a lot of people have a problem with is that there's a lot of throws out there that should be picks as well that haven't been capitalized on by the, some of the defenses. You know we see him routinely thrown into double and even triple coverage. Um, just downfield, and then that's another thing. This and the, it, it's just weird for a Lincoln Riley quarterback period. But there have been no big plays, no no deep downfield plays, really at all. Um, Mims took one last week, uh, or against K State for about forty yards or so, but it wasn't a deep pass. He he caught it about ten fifteen yards oh, deep, gotcha. and then he, so like there just haven't been any of those deep plays where you just you know post or something that's going straight down the down the field or anything it's and, and I don't know what that is I don't know if that's you know the defense dictating it or not I'm not I'm not uh it's, you know, it's there it's they're it's there, there. But, it's just he's on the throwing yeah yeah and that's, that's it too he'll he will attempt some of them and yeah it's like a lot of times they've been underthrown um he had against Mike Woods I think the one that got picked uh and it was severely underthrown and the dude was open he would have been walking in for six but yeah it's just like it's it and, and I think fans just feel like well, if he's not gonna not gonna take advantage of what the defense is giving him, or if he's gonna continue to have these almost mistakes, then they just want to see what's. And, and granted, I think a lot of people agree. And I would honestly say, even myself, I think Caleb Williams has more talent than Spencer Spencer Rattler. But 
I'm I'm not giving up on Spencer Rattler at all, and I'm not down on him. And I know he can still. I, I know Chris. he can still. I know hey, he can still what? lead the team. What's like, going on with Chris right now? <laughs> oh, no. you have a seizure. I'm, I, What's going I, on? I I I, dis- ahead, I, dis- I disagree with that. I think Caleb Williams is going to be hell on wheels for OU, but I think he's going to be. I think Caleb is going to be right there in between Jalen and Kyler, simply because I think he's a he's all. I think he's a going, going to be a show you that he's a better passer than Jalen. But oh, check this out. So check this out. Check this out. So it's trouble in paradise. Nina. Let's point out. <laughs> let's point out reason. Let, let's point out why. Rattler is not liked by the student section who was booing him. And granted, there's let's, a lot of OU faithful who were talking about I think I know what these reasons are. But here, here we go. Okay. So, one, you had the crazy, cool frat guy that everybody liked that did wild stuff, Baker. Then you had the cool, quiet kid that you knew was an athlete, but sat at the back of the class and just stayed out of everybody's way and just minded his own business in college. Mm-hmm. Then you had the preacher man, you know, the charismatic spiritual guy who was Captain like, hey, I'm all business. Professional. Professional. And then here comes the hotshot QB1 guy who had a Netflix special about him and his life. And that rubbed people the wrong way, okay? You're coming from Arizona, big money, Big dude, big guy, big man on the campus. Come to humble old Norman, Oklahoma. Oklahoma people around here, we are the biggest Monday morning quarterbacks and some of the least athletic people on the planet. I love Sooner Nation, but I'm just going to be honest Facts. with you. And he we said love that. their He said that, not, not me and Nino. He said that. Austin, what happens in Austin, though, is there's a bunch of raves where people get drunk and they end we're up not talking about Austin. We're talking about <laughs> anyway, OU football. Come on. But when you look at when you look at it, just people already had kind of a a mm-hmm. sour taste in their mouth from all of that right there. Couple it with a couple of bad games last year. You saw what he did this year. Now he's just playing below the expectation that people had for him. And so that's all it is. Sophomore slump. What? Yeah. I wouldn't even say a sophomore slump. What I would say right now is the fact that, hell, your offensive line has to has to create something for you. You know OU is a run-first team. Let's just be real. No matter how great the quarterback has always been, OU has always had two or three backs that you're like, hey, man, they could go start in any program, and they're legit. But the offensive line isn't as nasty as gritty. It should be. It can be, but it hasn't been. But when you look at Spencer, one thing that I will say coming out this week, Seth, you know it. You guys probably haven't heard it, but the maturity. First off, last year, last year's team and these situations that we've been in this year, we don't win those games. You saw that in Iowa State. You saw that in, in K-State. When times got rough, you don't win those games. Um, And then also you look at Rattler and you say – I think he's being mature about the entire situation. This quarterback, who's a hot shot guy that we say sometimes he does, he doesn't use his technique, he uses his skill. He went to his offensive coordinator. He went to his head coach and said, Coach, I think this right here, if we do this, this will help me be successful, but this will also help the offense start cl- uh, start clicking, start running zone schemes. You saw the pistol look. You saw a lot of different looks that you hadn't seen early on in the season. And I think one thing – one thing that a lot of people have said, it seems like we forgot, is we only have two scholarship backs. So there's a chance that you probably weren't going to see as much of the run game 
early on as you would like simply because you're like, okay, one of them get hurt, then, you know, because especially if Brooks goes down, I think we go down because I'm like, I like Eric Gray, but I don't think he's the answer right now. But I have a question. Go ahead. And I don't know if any of you are president of the DeMarco Murray fan club, but what the <laughs> hell happened to the running back room? Yeah. Well, what did uh, I mean, <laughs> I can tell you what happened. One, <laughs> we got one running back who thought stealing weed was still in. We got yeah. one, we got one running back who uh, who basically is he's ineligible. And we had a, a transfer come in. And he said he wanted to go back and be with his girlfriend. So hey, back to LSU you go. Without me, that's pretty much. Well, how you? Yeah, I mean, how are you? How are you going to be stealing weed in Oklahoma when Oklahoma's got more dispensaries than the state of California? I mean, you just any frat kid with a with a card can hook you up, bro. Like, come on, he's a Texas kid. That's what they do in Texas. (laughs) And then, how do you uh, go to a football school and become ineligible? I'm trying to figure that one out. (laughs) That never happens at Alabama or LSU or. I'm just saying, you know, it's all right. Come on now. LSU got more infractions than anybody. <laughs> but, they, but they still play. They get him at the end of the season. <laughs> hey, that Chris, man, true. but getting back to the offensive line side of the house, right? I think that's where it's going to be won this week. Um, you know, I don't think OU's offensive line has been the best this year. You know, it's it's shown Texas's has definitely not been the best this year. Um, I think the matchup that I am ready to see. Well, not really ready to see. I just want to – it's going to be you guys' defensive ends against our left tackle, all right? Jones is is the guy who I, I think you guys are going to pick on pretty much all game unless we have Jared Wiley or a K. Brewer over there to help him out pretty much all game. Every TCU defender that lined up against him last week had damn near a career game. I mean, it was, you know, like, I don't want to talk about the kid because, you know, these are still kids, but we're just going to keep it honest here. Our our offensive line has has not been up to par. And it's very interesting to even see how Bijan is 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 getting the carries that he's he's getting now and getting the yards that he's getting behind our line. The kid has 51 broken tackles this year. Think about that for a minute. That's it's over 10 broken tackles a game that, that he has. And most of them. If you track him, he's there's somebody in the hole hitting him as soon as he gets the ball, mm-hmm. right? So um, I am kind of worried about the defensive line for OU. I'm not really worried about your linebackers, but the but you guys' line is strong, especially against the pass. So um, our line is really good at blocking just for the run per se, right? Um, so I think Sark might try to slow the game down. You know, he might try to slow the game down and ground and pound it because he might not want to expose our our left tackle and our right tackle to you guys as speedy pass rush, man. That's just my opinion. The problem is, is that we got to finish. Yeah, we got to finish because uh, there were a bunch of plays even last week. If you look at it, man, they they should have. Scholar Thompson finishing that game is was by the grace of God because there was a couple of times where they were coming hell on wheels off the edge for uh and aiming for straight for his head. But yeah. um, you know, that's kind of one of the things I would say if I had had a concern, it would simply be one, we're coming off of probably our worst tackling game in the K-State game. Mm-hmm. And I feel like with Bijan, it's, it's kind of like video game rules almost, like Madden rules, like Christian McCaffrey or, or, or mm-hmm. um, gosh, what's the uh, Derrick Henry? 
Yeah. Dave Henry always is going to break that first tackle, but you yeah, want to set bodies at him. And, you mm-hmm. know, we're speedy and all the rest of that. With Bijan, we can't go over there and almost get him. No, you got to put his ass on the ground. You got to sh- shoestring, shoelaces. You got to aim for the shoelaces. Got to grab those legs, gotta get around spring. those legs, wrap them up, because you can't let him go and get extra yardage. And, you know, Grinch was extremely pissed in that presser. He calls uh, the players out, not by name, but I mean, shoot. I mean, it does. It, it like it's like it's like third down, fourth down. You know, those things are like it's like a free play for for people. You got to get got to get Texas off the field. I think the one thing that I will say that I'm not truly worried about because I know we'll make adjustments, but it does kind of bother me just a little bit. It's just I know pre pre Grinch. OU has always notoriously struggled against a either semi or fully mobile quarterback. Yeah. And I know that, and to me, I don't think that it's the worst thing to have Casey be mobile because granted you guys were blowing them out in Texas tech. You see how sloppy his footwork is as far as when he gets out of the pocket and still looking down the field. I mean, he threw, he's thrown some picks and he's thrown some balls and I'm just like, okay, Casey, you look like Casey freaking Thompson here, but then you start looking like Spencer Sanders in other areas as far as just throwing the ball around. So I don't know, but those I have a question. Those are kind of be some of my concerns. So speaking of Casey Thompson, and you know more so because because I think Nino really called out my number one concern as well, and holding up y'all's front. I think Nick Benino is the best player on your football team. Yeah, um, I think he's one of the best players in the country, and. You know, I, I, you know, all the respect in the world to, to number 11. Um, the brothers I have questions about are the usual suspects. Um, brothers that have been, brothers that are just as old as you guys, Pat Fields and Delarian <laughs> Turner Yell. How, how much eligibility do these people have? I mean, Caleb Kelly is still playing on the team. That dude's, I mean, it's ridiculous, <laughs> man. Did they play with Baker? Like, like, yeah, <laughs> someone did. Yeah. Like freshman year with him, right? That, that's funny. I'll give you that. Well, a lot, of, a lot of teams. Is Delarian Turner Yo going to play in this game? You said what? Is he going to play in this game? Talk about trouble? No, Turner uh, Turner Yo. That's his nickname, Trouble. See, what you got? Look, you going to be look. Oh Yo, my god! People Anybody. that old have nicknames. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 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 You know, Lincoln, Lincoln Riley's press conference today, he, he didn't uh, specify anybody as far as their injury status, but he said the guys are progressing. So he's just playing it real close to the vest. So we, okay. we won't know until kickoff who's who's uh, in or who's not. So when OU blows y'all out, do you think Sark, Sark at the dark comes back? 38-34 Texas. And we talking Anyways. about grown men with nicknames. Let's talk about Sark at the dark real quick. Does he peep his head out sometime this year as far as getting beat by teams that he has no business getting beat by? All right, brisket Riley. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but in all seriousness, though, um, yeah, let's go there. I, I got OU winning this game. By ten plus. <laughs> can you can you explain how you're getting to this outcome, please? Yeah. Because I'm gonna be real with you. Nothing about your defense scares me. 
OU's oh, the defense that OU has to get over hell is their own is is themselves. Hell, the offensive line comes out there and play. There's no way. And if Spencer is is on, pretty much like he was against K State, I you guys are not going to have success against them. I, I think that. I mean, do you do you see the defense your defense running running that whole soft zone? Because that's the that's the thing. I think a lot of people are thinking Texas is going to come in here with that same scheme as a. Uh, K State or West Virginia or Nebraska, I don't see them doing that. I don't. And as rough as our offense is, Nebraska's looked, defense good. Nebraska's defense it's underrated. It's underrated. Oh, okay. I mean, when they play, they're underrated, but they suck against Illinois. I see. I see. I see where this goes. They suck against Illinois, but they underrated when they play. They OU. shut down. They shut okay. down Northwestern. <laughs> we talk about Northwestern. Come on now. <laughs> That's like let's saying talk, we talk let's, about Texas. Let's talk, let's talk about this. I'm just trying to figure this? out how Nebraska was able to box you up a little bit. I'm, I'm just, I'm just curious. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out how how Arkansas was able to get yeah. to y'all quarterback every play with a three man front. Y'all have five people out there blocking. How does it get there with three people? That makes no sense. How do you not sack somebody with one leg? <laughs> How do you give up 344 with, yards with all on the those ground? defensive linemen? We can we can do this all day long. Man. All day long. I mean, all day. But I'm just saying. I'm just saying. There's no look. If Spencer comes out there and plays the game, he he had he, he we know he can. No, when Spencer comes out if. there and plays the game, we know he can. We'll make him go sit down again in the second There's quarter. There's no like, way that Texas can stay on the field with OU, and I'm just gonna be real. There's no way. Skill players wise, you come on, man. No, Mike way. Woods, Mims. What have you like, seen Hazel from your Wood, football team even this season Stoops, to they give don't you have that big level of confidence? What have y'all I'm done this year at the wide receiver position? You said what? What have y'all done this year at the wide receiver position? Don't what are y'all averaging like twenty points a no, game? I don't know what y'all are. Y'all four and one. <laughs> no, I'm gonna be honest. Take the take the K State game out. What are y'all uh, averaging now? About twenty points a game minus the K State game. Maybe twenty five points a game. Ah. Yeah, so because the think? Western Carolina games yeah, boosted yeah. up your stats. Western Carolina, I don't want to talk about that. My cousin right. plays in Western Carolina. It, it, <laughs> you know, I, you know, I don't want to talk about that. Not yeah, really. Why really, did his cousin does, catch does. a stray? <laughs> he plays in Western Carolina. Your cousin didn't deserve that, bro. Hey, man. <laughs> hey, man. I got to tell him, bro. I'm like, bro, you know, man, 76 and nothing, man. Come on, bro. Um, but it's Western Carolina, man. You know, it's it's Western Carolina. You know, Is take away that. concern? Nino, I have a question for you. What's up? At what point do we have a conversation? Because they're they're bringing up Arkansas. At least Arkansas has some skins on the wall. I know they got massacred by Georgia, but Georgia's going to do that to everybody. Look, they've destroyed Clemson's program. They ended the run over there at Clemson. (laughs) My question, though, is in terms of if we're comparing resumes, right, of this season, because all his energy is coming from what they've done previously. Yeah. He's not getting this energy from what he's seen from his football team this season. But my question, you know, is at what point do we really have a serious conversation about strength of schedule and who people have played? Because these teams, these these Nebraska, the same West Virginia team that y'all needed a walk-off field goal against. Texas Tech whooped that butt. Right? So, Spanked them. Spanked so them. Let's, let's, let, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm just going off of what we've seen from these teams this year. Is that not a fair question, guys? That's a very fair question. I'm telling Louis, you. Okay, Louisiana. So you're telling me Louisiana, Arkansas, Rice, Texas Tech, and TCU. 
Rice is better than Western Carolina. Okay. <laughs> Call it what it is. Yeah. Oh, you would have. Oh, you would have hung 50, 50 plus on them. Too. And we would have hung eighty on Western Carolina. And guess okay. what? We would score fifty on Tulane. <laughs> and I gave up thirty-five. Oh no. Oh, I'll tell no. you this right here. We shot when we gave up 344 yards to Arkansas with three running backs back there. I mean, hell, were they running a wishbone on y'all? Tulane's like one and three Tulane, right you guys had to go four. to the last second against the Green Wave. This was just and you got mind. the home game you weren't supposed to get. No, no, technically that's a road game. Technically that was a road game. I don't want to hit nothing by no damn road game. Y'all Oklahoma, man. All I know is Oklahoma. All I know is this right here is that this is this is typical Texas fans. This is typical <laughs> Texas nonsense. They come in here every year. We're back and we're gonna do this. And we're gonna beat that. y'all. You know who y'all Nobody sound like that. right now? You know who y'all sound like? Y'all sound like some damn poke fans, and y'all should be ashamed of y'all We sound like winners because we're gonna no, win this. Week. No. Winners. We sound like what winners. Y'all won. We're that winners juice right now. I would like six to have Big a... 12 championships in the last six years. Six We're going to win the last one in the Big 12 this year. That's, <laughs> you know, that's, look here. Cap. Hey, I'm going to tell you what it is. That's the cap. Big 12 is Texas's, I'm going to call it the shit sandwich. All right? We won the first, <laughs> the first one. That's the good part. That's the bread. The rest of that stuff in between, you know what? It's the Big Mac, right? We let y'all have a few of them. And then there's another piece of bread. That championship in 05, 06 year. And then just some more stuff from OU here. And then we're going to close it up this year. Get that championship in the last year of the Big 12 before we go to the SEC. And we're going to say, hey, we opened it up, won it. In the middle, we got that championship, greatest game of all time. And then after that, we're going to come in there and win it the last season. And it is what it is. Well, Open it and close it. All Texas. I know is this. All I know is this, is this right here. When y'all got y'all, when y'all got took to, took to the woodshed by Arkansas. The SEC called and almost uninvited everybody from uh from from around these parts because they and was then, like that ain't gonna they ain't gonna they ain't gonna work around here. And then that same conference call went out again after Tulane. <laughs> <laughs> and then you guys called the SEC and begged to keep us there because we're gonna help pay y'all damn fees to get into the SEC. Nobody asking broke school. Nobody asking y'all for money. <laughs> nobody asking y'all for money. Look, y'all bought y'all way into being a blue blood. Joe Joe Castiglione is a smart man. He understands that Texas is a stimulus package. He's yeah, smart enough yeah, to understand Texas that. is a stimulus. That's what you got. You got a winning brand and a and a money brand. That's it. And, and you already know where the, the money team the winners are at. <laughs> but in all seriousness, my confidence about this matchup as a Texas fan, part of it is my team. The other part of it is what I've seen from you guys. This conference is open. It's like last year. But the thing is, last year, y'all used this game. Last year, bro, you can you can put your hands in your you can put your head in your hands all you want to. We you you were about to be 0-3 in the Big 12. That's everybody will say, everybody will tell you. Y'all were, so at one point, you were one and two. You were this close to being 0 and three in the Big 12. And that's fine. The conference we're was not. Open. We're five and 0. The and the conference thing is, is you open have to again. Understand, Nick will say, Nick will tell you. You know, Nick like to like to take his digs at OU. Nick will tell you because he's honest. He's honest with himself. Before you could talk all this noise about OU, somebody going to have to come in here and take it from us. Six I years straight means something. That should mean something oh, to you. 
I've Absolutely. said that. Six hey, years straight should mean something to you. If the Big 12 don't run through uh, OU, then I don't know where, where it runs through right now. You're going to have to come and take that. And I don't think y'all man enough to do that. And oh, we're we going to see on, 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 Friday, uh, on, excuse me, on Saturday, 11 a.m., straight out the woodshed. It ain't going to be all gas, no braces. It's going to be all ass, no lube. And it's going to be hard on y'all. <laughs> Gonna be physical out there. Hey, bro, we talking hey, like man. that. Hey, physical hey, out hey, there. We talking like that. Hey, man, you sound like you want to be in the with R. Kelly or something. Like that kind of talk. I don't want to hear all that. Some hard hitting out there. I don't want to hear. It's gonna be some hell popping out there. I'm gonna have to edit this out the podcast. Come on, man. You know, I was about to make a completely different analogy, and my man took it. With X rated on us, I'm done. Let him go. I'm I'm sorry, I know you got your sponsor on here, but I'm just telling you now. Oh, you, bro. That's how I know y'all. We getting under your skin, bro. (laughs) Forget that. Forget the. He's going deep into the bag. Thing. Oh, you, forty-four, Texas. 21 all day every day let's go no. so so that's how i really know you're getting emotional now because yeah. before you said 10 or more and you changed your score because you got pissed off and then so- and then he said he said that no more than 48 points in the whole game right now, and now he's now all it's of up a sudden- to 65 points or, or you know like what is it so yeah man well done chris <laughs> seth go ahead and give us your prediction all right uh well um I, I just I see this one as uh, like a lot of the ones we've seen in the recent recent history, where it's just it's going to be down to the last last possession, the final you know final stretch of the fourth quarter. I see it being a pretty pretty good shootout. Um, nothing like a you know twenty sixteen Tech OU you know sixty six fifty nine or anything, but but definitely uh, I think it's a kind of first to forty kind of win uh, game. Uh, that's who's going to win it, and so I got. Well, first, let me, my key to the game before I because I mean obviously I'm going with OU, but I'll give that score later. But before I want to go there, I I want to say that I think the key to the game for this is is going to be the running game, and and that's kind of what this game a lot of times comes down to. You know, they always talk about you know the team that runs the ball typically wins. You know, nine times out of ten, or if not better. Um, and obviously, you know, it's like a strength on strength. Texas is, uh, I believe, they're leading the Big 12 in run, uh, rushing per game. Obviously, they got the premier running back in the conference, if not the nation, Bijan. And then you got the number one r- uh, rush defense on the other side, OU. And the OU's played some pretty salty backs already this season. You know, Deuce Vaughn leading the charge. Obviously, I'm not going to say he's as good as Bijan, but um, just no, I've, seen what they, I've seen what they've done to, to all these other yeah, yeah. So it's I've seen what they've done against other run games, and I like what I'm seeing. So just by that, I think I think that's going to be almost a wash. But I think the other uh, reverse of that. So OU's run game with Kennedy Brooks, Eric Gray, those dudes. And I mean, last time Kennedy Brooks played Texas was in 2019 because he opted out last year. Well, but last time he played them, he went over 100 yards on 10 carries against Tech. And I think even though the O line isn't as as stout as it was back then. I think they're going to find something in this, and I think he's going to do something similar. Um, he might even get to that point if he breaks one, but uh, I think he'll do something similar with uh, 10 to 12 carries, which I expect him to have. So I think the OU run game versus the Texas run D is going to what is what's going to decide it, and and therefore that's why I'm picking OU 41 38. Mm. So I guess I'm I think the the spread is like three and a half or so. It's kind of wavering between three three and a half. 
So um, if it's if it's at three, I'm going for the push. Uh, I'm not confident in saying that uh, OU is going to cover, no matter what the spread is. Yeah, but, it's, uh, it's, I, I, OU, I it's OU three and a half. Okay, yeah. So I, I got. I guess I got them not covering, but yeah, I just I, I think and I don't know if it's not going to come down to the field goal or anything. I think that's just kind of how it's, it's going to play out. Um, but I mean, and if it does come down to field goal game, oh, he's probably got the best kicker in the nation. I know Dicker's out there. He's he's got his uh, legacy cemented in OE Texas lore, but he's been sporadic. But, yeah, he has. He is coming he off has. a good week. Yeah, he, has, he has been. Yeah, four last I agree week, with right? that. Yeah, yeah but uh, Burkett. Yeah, Gabe Burke is. Uh, he's a uh, like you said, Nick Benito is probably OU's best player on the team, or he is the best player on OU's team. Gabe Burke is way up there on the list um, as far as uh, just talking players. Like with what he does when he does his job, he does his job as well as anybody else is doing their job on the team, especially right now. I agree with that. Go ahead, Nina. All right, man. So this all comes down to the offensive lines. Um, we know Texas offensive line definitely that's a glaring you know like mark on us. Same thing with OU as well, though. Um, you know, I have not been impressed with Mr. Wanye Morris there at uh, left tackle. Um, there is no more Creed Humphrey anymore. I think this is a game where I think Texas defensive line can – I'm not going to say do a lot of damage, but they can hold their own this this game. Not really impressed with the running game, you know, when it comes to the Sooners. I think, you know, our linebackers should be just fine, especially Mr. Overshawn there in the middle you know, handling business. Um, I don't think Sprinklers, you know, should should even try to get on the outside because he's going to get, you know, hurt pretty bad against Overshaw, man. But I got the score, man, being 38-34 Texas. Um, my key to victory for Texas is Texas's special teams play has been extraordinary this year. Minus the one play against, against um, you know, our, our uh, past opponent there. Uh, but Texas's special teams play has been amazing this year. You know, so Keelan's had a block, you know, you know, punt this year. Could have had two. I don't think he was offsides in that second one, but it is what it is. But, you know, they have been getting to the to the punter, like, at will. Um, Jamison has been balling out this year on kickoff returns, punt, punt returns as well. This whole special teams unit has been extraordinary, a complete 180 turn from the past, you know, like, season. So, Jeff Banks has coached him up really good on that side of the ball. I think the special teams unit for Texas is going to be the difference here, and I think Texas pulls it out 38-34. 38-34, Nino's corner. Uh, I'll go, obviously, with my prediction. So uh, I agree with you. The special teams is actually probably, the, you know, game over game, the most improved unit. They even had some, some opportunities to make some plays in the Arkansas game. So, you know, that's definitely – Impactful. I could definitely see Deshaun Jamison doing something or making some noise at some point. Um, special teams has been a factor in this series before. We, you know, on both sides. Two things I'm paying attention to is which quarterback in receiving group hits on the deep ball. If one of these two teams is going to get it going in this game, and one of these two teams is going to exploit the other's offensive line, um, it could be both. And I do think that impacts that final score. Um, at the end of the day, um, with that being said, I'm actually going to pick Texas 34, 26 in this game. I know. And, and I pick weird scores because the scores in this, this series yeah. often end up weird. They're not yeah, like traditional 24. scores. Yeah. yeah. Like really, really odd scores. The reason why I have 26 for OU is I think PK has left some in the chamber for you guys. 
I really think, you know, one of the things I haven't seen is them blitz over Sean really at all. Um, I haven't seen much of, you know, we, we started blitzing some, some, some nickel pressure with Anthony Cook and some other type of things. But I do think, you know, maybe we can't win consistently with our front four against, against that line. But introducing, you know, some, some things that OU maybe hasn't seen yet on film um, that PK, Jeff Cho, Terry Joseph, you know, can potentially deploy uh, knowing OU struggles. And I think something's there internally at OU with this whole quarterback thing. I don't think that's a lot of people are hitting me up today talking about it's stuff of the past. Spencer played well last week. The teams rallied around him. You don't rally around somebody on social media. You rally around them on the field. And you think I got to see that. I got to see that on the field, man. Oh I got to see that on God. the field. No, that, that's, that's not you down. beating Kansas State by one score. Is not, that's, that's not enough. With a one-leg okay. quarterback. With a one-leg quarterback. A game was 34. What was it? 37, 37. 24? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. And they gave that's, up what? They gave up a kick return for a touchdown. That's on the special teams. Yeah. Which so is my, to, my key to To his game. point, right? I mean – these are these are things we're looking at, but in terms of Spencer Rattler, I want to see it over the course of the season. I don't want to you just have, you can't just be like, okay, he finally had a no, good game okay, and the whole okay, team's rallying okay, around him. Okay, after okay. that type of drama. Okay, I got you. But come on, man. First off, you you if you were watching anybody who saw that game, you're you're backed up five points. I mean, you're backed up five more yards. Okay, we're talking about special teams. Oh, 15 yards, wasn't it? Yeah, you backed mm-hmm. up all those was, yards yeah. and you kicked so the ball a deep off kick to off. them or whatnot. You get caught up in back. Look, whenever that happened, I was not worried. I said, all right, they're going to kick the ball to us. We're going to get them uh, a run a couple of times, use that last time out. We're out of here. Okay, look, I would rather win a close game than to be 4-1 and one right now, okay? Games like this, for me, being the optimistic fan that I am right now, it's not the way that we want to win. OU fans are used to arena-style football, okay? We're used to putting up a lot of points, a lot of points. Now you said that much defense. We got a defense now. We got more than a pulse on defense. But to say that this whole thing, it, it bothers you and all, it, it's, it's really, it's a non-issue. I don't, uh, Caleb, Caleb Williams is not that type of guy. You guys, Nick, you talked about Casey Thompson talking about how big Spence, uh, Hunter Hunter Card's hands was or, or something like that. How he's always no I didn't, I didn't say nothing about no grown man. That's two. I didn't, I didn't say nothing about no grown man's hands. You said no. I said I said the boy can pass the ball. He can make every throw. I ain't say nothing about no grown man's hands. We don't talk like that. What I'm saying is. I'm you, you said Come something on about how he was cheering him on and he's a leader and all the rest of this stuff. It's no, no, I, I said if there's one quarterback who can handle that stuff. I would say it's, it's Spencer Rattler right now handle all, handling all that stuff. But Overshone, he's never been Overshone. I see it now. 27 career games. He's. I mean, come on, man. I'm not worried about I what you got guys want to do. You guys are going to run that soft shell. You're going to run a soft zone, okay? That's what you guys – that's what you guys have to do. And that. I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you this right here. One player on the that. Texas defense who has been extremely disappointing in his two years there, Alfred Collins. He's starting to wake up. He's starting yeah. to wake up. Thank God. Because Coburn up. ain't doing a damn thing out there, to be honest with you, for me. 
And I'm just telling you now, underestimate this offensive line, and you're going to see some boys get knocked around uh, this weekend. You guys going to see. Y'all keep messing around. Wanye Moore has been a turnstile this this whole season. Every time I see Wanye Moore, he's been doing When we come back and do our recap of this show, (laughs) all I got to say is this, is that you know the bet, Steven. You're going to be wearing an OU shirt. Okay? You you don't remember that. (laughs) You don't remember that. You Go just, back to one of the shows that we did with you. We made a bet, and we said the loser would have to come on one of our uh, the other show with an OU shirt. I mean, with with the the winner of the uh, of the Red River game. Go back. Go back. Go back. It's there. <laughs> it's there. Go back. All right. Well, text me your Addy. I'll t- I don't mind. I, hey, I I don't mind. Text me your Addy. That's how I feel. Text me Addy so I can send you but some orange gear. I can I'll, send you a, I'll send you some a last stand hat as well. I could I could get I you you know just with the all gas hat just change that G to an A and change that A to an S right. Oh, there that's that hat. is so but, original, Chris. But uh, <laughs> but I'm just Chris, saying. Can I ask you a question? Go ahead. In all seriousness, so you know uh, you're a lawyer by by trade, right? Yes. Do you do you currently have an NIL deal with Spencer Rattler as his defense attorney? I know, right? With them Rattler because shoes. this has got this is shoes, ridiculous. Man. I can't disclose like little, what, 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 what I do <laughs> or whatever my kid play with. Okay. He's on the I payroll, bro. <laughs> he got the NIL. He got the NIL. It's my deal practice. I do what I want to do, Spencer. If you see this, holler at me because you know what I'm saying for real. Yeah, Spencer's client. Uh, I can work it out. You know. I don't know why I, uh, that just hit me, but Spencer's definitely your client. I think I get it, man. I, you're in the PR business. You got to do what's best for your for your to represent your client. You're doing you're doing a great job at that, sir. I just yeah. I'm just because you are string as a typical lawyer. My father's a lawyer, so I know how you guys roll. You just, you know, paint, repainting the narrative, straying from reality. <laughs> I love it. Send me your address. This is this has been fun. It's going to be a good send game. Send me your though. address, Seth. Hey, we're gonna we're gonna get a care package for him because after this game right here, because I'm not gonna lie, after that Arkansas game. Every me and everybody that I knew watched all every show. I mean, every YouTube. Uh, episode that you boys dropped, I watched everything. You saw Nick over there, like, so man, this is how we can we we got to do this to get better. We got to do this. That to is get not better. how and I you heard, you heard Steven over there. You heard Steven over there, like, guys, we're gonna be okay. It's, <laughs> it's just one game, man. You just wait to say they, they really just gave it to Saturday. us and they really showed us something. And I think that, and, and then you had Nick over there. I think Casey should start because he can run the ball five yards. And, you know he can't. He's he's he can, not indecisive. He's not going to be indecisive like Hunter That's Clark will be. Hudson Clark, man, don't call him Hunter. <laughs> call the man his name. That's like me calling him Point Dexter Rattler. You want me to start calling him that? <laughs> Snake shoes Nino. Rattler, man. <laughs> Nino, just hurt hurt people, hurt people, hurt people. <laughs> about about a thousand of y'all views on those episodes right there came from me because I was I was eating it up. I was like, I was like, this is you good. probably sharing in everything. You were probably oh, I was, I was. Y'all didn't see those retweets. Fantastic I was like, hey, yo, it's like check Fantastic out my boy Nino's branding. show real quick. <laughs> it's gonna be a good game, though, man. Um, you know, honestly, honestly, Chris, let's just keep it real. Whose offense is better, Texas's or Kansas State's? 
Texas or Case With Skylar Thompson? Yeah. He he did the thing like they do in the courtroom where they no, act like they didn't hear no. the question. No, come on, come Yo. on, come on, Chris. I'm asking the question. I'm asking the question. Whose offense is better, Chris? Come on, this ain't a hard damn answer. You know the damn answer. Just go ahead it and say is, it. it is hard because no, you, no it's not. No, it it's is. not. So Skylar Thompson, Thompson one leg one put leg. up 27 points against y'all. <laughs> we got Casey. Deuce Vaughn is not. He is not Bijan. They don't have any wide receivers. Come on, Chris. Keep it 100. <laughs> keep it 100. Bijan's the best running back in the country. You guys know in it. The, oh, you smart, boy. Hey. Who's better? <laughs> that Who's Reginald. better? Who? I would say K-State is a close second. With Scholar Thompson. On one leg. On, on that one <laughs> no, leg. I'm saying healthy. You didn't see them early in the year? No, I'm talking about when y'all played them. Who, yeah, y'all which offense when they were, when do you think is going to be better? Them. This Texas offense you're going to face Saturday or that one-leg quarterback offense you faced this past Saturday? It's hard that one-leg quarterback put up 27 points of offense against y'all. It's hard Chris to tell because if you look at if you look at, at K-State and what they did, K-State ran a lot at OU. Set them my line. They put a lot out there on film as far as what they were doing. It's almost like they say, okay, we got scholar back. Let's run everything in our playbook. Let's run different formations. And <laughs> oh, they opened it up. They, they opened that thing up. up. They opened the floodgates on, on, on OU. You're not answering the question, Chris. You're always going to play the winner. Right now, the, the Chris, Red Sox are playing the Yankees right now. They're going to give them the best game in their life. That's what we Chris, expect from y'all. you're not That's answering what we the question. Little brother. <laughs> you're not answering the question. Okay, Who's I'll answer offense? the question directly. I'll answer the question directly. Texas has the better offense Okay, what stop, it looks stop, like right stop, now, personnel-wise. Stop. Whose offense is better, Texas or Tulane's? Texas oh. or Tulane's? Yeah, yeah, 35-point Tulane. Say Michael Pratt as a quarterback, he's he's gutsy. He's a gutsy quarterback. He throwing out all the adjectives. Steven, Steven, you hear this? They suck. But when they played us, oh, it was a little different. They, you know, they, hey, they had nothing they to lose. Average. They look underrated. They were no. playing for the city of New Orleans, you know. I don't want to hear that, yeah. man. Out here fumbling with hear a that. Just by a Who has a better you offense, know. OU or Arkansas? Mm. I mean, oh, I would say OU. I think I don't. I think, I, KJ I think Jefferson overall, can't pass the ball. But here's the thing about the, the Arkansas runs the bear and shoot, right? And so that particular scheme, if you don't shut down the run. And or take away zone read or whatever, you can have a long day. We struggled with that, period, On, in a very, very crazy environment. But yeah. I would still overall take Oklahoma's offense and Lincoln Riley over Arkansas. And, and I would Brown. take but, Texas per, over K-State. I would take but Texas that, over K-State But K-State that right Arkansas now. offense, you can't even compare y'all's offensive line to theirs. It's not even – It's not even a, That's a good point. It's, it's, it's not even the same. If OU had Arkansas's offensive line, you guys be running like crazy. I would, wait, I would wager to say that this Texas defense that OU's about to play is the worst Power 5 defense that OU's faced so far out of Nebraska, West Virginia, K-State. And I think Texas is fourth in that. That's that's what I'm that's what I'm throwing out there right now. So I, mean, I think defense gives okay. up some points now. Let's just be real. It's not okay. like they've been great. I mean, hell, B.J. Foster out there, I mean – Jesus, I'm glad he got a new regime because he would he wouldn't have played anywhere else. Maybe West Virginia. Just like Pat Fields, you know, where, where, where I mean 
What are you talking about? And Pat Fields and, and BJ. Where Fox the hell is Delaria right Turner Yell at? Huh? Is he okay? Yeah, Turner Yell will be back. Don't worry. I'm hoping Stutzman <laughs> is back too. We need so we need a pulse at linebacker right it now. It wasn't but... Justin Broyles supposed to be like the next Derek Straight when he got don't, there. Like, don't we're... bring his name up on here. <laughs> if you want to like, keep like, his kid are you ready to have the Justin Broyles conversation? <laughs> Oh, I, I'm man. not Nick. I am not Nick. I have no love. I have no love. I don't care if they kids or not. I slap them. <laughs> they right they play I am not. I am not Nick. You leave that. Me, him, and Nino's corner. Hang a right. Go somewhere, and y'all can talk about Justin Brawls. Don't bring him on the show. We ain't got time for that. That's your boy. We ain't got wow. time for that. No. Wow, y'all doing him just like y'all did. He did, uh, he's, 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 I'm sorry, but somebody <laughs> got to be the weakest link out there on that defense. People throwing, doing them just wobbly balls all around the field, getting hit, and then I'm like, How? don't get me started on him. I mean, he's the same. He's the same as. Um, I don't even know anybody. Y'all hyped Justin Broyles up when he got to OU, bro. Sure so. did. Who did? Seth, did you? Nah. <laughs> I don't get into recruiting though. <laughs> it's going to be a good game, man. I think. Absolutely. I think Watch we're out going for to Billy Bowman. Some... Hey, I think. We're... Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Billy, Billy Bowman. Bowman. Oh, isn't that the same guy that was promised he was going to play offense? Now, now he's playing defense, right? Yeah. He's McCutcheon. looking at what. Uh... I don't worry about that. No worries. <laughs> he's saying that probably he's going to play offense. But McCutcheon, McCutcheon coming out there to hit to knock some heads because he want to show Texas. Y'all got Billy up, Bowman taking on tight ends. He said Texas game. kids don't like Texas. It's a damn shame. <laughs> and don't, you, run, don't run that Brock Billy Bowman, if you don't want producers nah, all hey, up in your here, videos and you want to play offense, <laughs> come to Austin. Um, one, person, one person I think y'all might be sleeping on, though, is Anthony Cook. He's having kind of a kind of a sneaky hell of a season. Who the hell is that? Hey, don't. Hey, all right. You is he a fullback? Oh, don't, hey, hey, player, don't is worry. He hey, you're going to find out, player, Saturday. There's only one of us that play with a fullback. <laughs> is he a long? Oh, he says he must be the long snapper. <laughs> it's the same guy that you recruited, guys. Keep the five star cornerback who's finally he's he's finally turned the light on, man. So keep, I, I'll keep sleeping. You keep y'all keep talking about all these people. Oh, he's alive and he's awake and he's this and he's that. Somebody turn the damn light on and leave it on. It's Motel right. Six over there because they why, need to Chris be is, Chris why is why so awake. Turn the sleep. light on. Y'all, hey, why don't y'all offense turn the light on and leave oh, it we on? Will. We will. We leave will. it on. We're going to get it in y'all blood. We're going to get it on paper and in blood. We're going <laughs> to cut y'all circuit, man. This is a first blood circuit, match man. like on WWF. This is a first blood match. We I don't watch y'all wrestling. Y'all names I don't blood. watch wrestling. I'm too, hey, I don't watch wrestling. I'm too mm. real for it. Don't bring it that wrestling. You too real for it. <laughs> I ain't watching Steven had, stuff. Steven had the hottest take I've ever seen on Twitter. Yeah, the other day about Stone Cold Steve Austin. I couldn't believe that. I'm uh, going to make a video one day and explain <laughs> exactly why I feel the way I feel. Explain why you were just why you were just trolling. I came out with a scorching one, man. But I, you know, that's for that's content for another for for a slow day. Watching <laughs> slow news day content. We'll save Stone Cold for that one. It's going to be a good game, man. I, it is. I think it's going to be is. some bombs that's going to get dropped. You know, like neither team has had a deep ball. This year so far, I think Texas is going to probably have four of them. OU, they'll probably still have zero. Um, but you know, it's going to be a game, man. Thirty-eight. I'm thirty. I'm telling you guys, thirty-eight, thirty-four, Texas. And um, you know, I don't once think that happens, gonna we're going to come back on here, really live show after this, and uh, we'll have a great conversation about it. Yeah. Just make sure your phone's on, uh, Chris and Seth. 
I, I have a feeling Seth's phone will be on. You know, I'm going to be at the this. game, so you can find me right after on the field. <laughs> you know what? Pull up on site, bro. Y'all know, <laughs> hey, Anytime, oh, you doing bad, Chris don't be tweeting nothing. Nothing. <laughs> oh, silence. I'm chilling. You know what? Twitter. I'll actually what bring an island. The minute Texas in throws the interception, look at, oh, look at your boy Casey, Nick. <laughs> 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 I ain't missing you your whole game. Here you come missing with me. <laughs> Yo, I'm going to try to uh, hit up Chris for his address. I'm going to be like, Dan, ain't it? Doesn't change his number and everything. Oh, right, right. Got <laughs> off the grid. <laughs> Podcast has been pulled from Spotify. I can't find you guys. <laughs> this guy uh, without a trace. You, I know you got, I see the getaway bag back there. I know you got now, Chris. Oh, you see it. You see Lauren Hill back there looking at y'all like y'all stupid. She talking about hey, Miss Shout out to the Fuji's right about there. to go on tour. I heard. Yeah, so man, shout out to, to Lauren. Hey, hey, before we before we all wrap up, um, does the loser of this, you know, well, obviously the loser of this game is still going to be in the hunt for the Big Twelve Championship. But is this going to be like 2018 where the yeah, uh, you know, a rematch happens? I think so. Man. I think these are the two best teams in the Big Twelve. And I think whoever loses this game, which is going to be OU, they're going to play Texas again in the Big 12 championship game. And then we're going to smack that ass in the, in the Big 12 championship game. <laughs> and then after that, we all going to the SEC together. You know, we're going to, you know, like hold hands and sing Kumbaya together. Hey, Chris, I told you, we're giving you guys an $80 million loan, interest-free, interest-free. You can pay it back 10 years, $8 million per year. That's cool. We'll just use our long, hard network money to help you guys out getting the SEC. Y'all don't got them dollars like we got them dollars. So, you know, it. It's cool, man. It is what it is. You know, they weren't they weren't all this chipper and everything and stuff when I dropped that video, Seth. <laughs> you know? And you know what? No, you know you what? That video, video was don't... so well produced, and I I so appreciate you thinking about us in that regard that I'll play it. <laughs> I will play that video on the back end of this video before my sponsor's video plays. Just just out of respect to you. Take that as a ode, you know, because when you make a video like that, typically you know, karma. Karma is an interesting thing <laughs> here, hey, so Steven. I will include that video because I want people to see your energy, bro. Steven, that's how much we mean to them. That's how much we mean to them. I mean, like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna do some stupid stuff like that, you know. And I did give you props in your video, Chris. You know, I did. I sent you a very message. well produced. Then I, I gave you props, didn't I? And I told you to do something else on that video. I said, man, you know, put it out, man. I'm not a hater. Well, all, all I know is this Chris. right here is that <clears throat> when OU was victorious on uh, Saturday, hit me up. I got both of y'all. All right. Whatever. Y'all wear extra large or large? You probably wear a I'm medium, Nick, because you're kind of small. What do you wear? Uh, the disrespect. <laughs> the disrespect. You know, I'm a military man. I hit the gym more than you. Oh, Come on, play. I do more man. before six than you do all damn day. <laughs> that is what it is. You talking about it? You talking, talking about an shit. Afghanistan and Iraq war veteran? Come on, man. Don't don't play with me when they come. Y'all come. Y'all right come here. to Norman. All right. Y'all can come to my office. We'll have a little discussion about you know some things. All right. All right. But yeah, no, you know, hey, look, and I know we about to all get up out of here and stuff, but in all seriousness, though, okay, does it scare either one of you guys that, okay, you talk about how piss poor OU has looked 
this so far this this season all the rest of that does it scare you that you guys could possibly be the game where they put it all they put it all together no i haven't seen it i mean I, I, I will say this because even last year that so to your point because i agree with the point you made about last year being the launch point to the momentum y'all didn't lose again after you beat us yeah still haven't lost since that game so so you're, you're right so you're on this winning streak from that game did you would you say that you put everything together in that particular game i thought that was a very flawed football game in a lot of ways y'all were the better team that day but i didn't think that you did anything where it was like oh my god they just you know it was a four overtime game but see, so, that, here's here's the thing. We gotta finish. Oh, you had a problem last year, and we still have a, a problem with finishing games because you don't. Rem- if you remember, I think we were up by two touchdowns late, and then for some odd reason, Sam Elliott yes, turned into Tom freaking Brady. So, <laughs> well, I mean, he turned into my man Vanilla Vic because he was out there <laughs> moving and grooving. Let's be let's let's be real. Damn Darnold he was real. out there moving and grooving. Real. I've watched he that game. Grooving. I've watched that game a couple bacon. of times. And that boy, especially in overtime, him and Nick Benito were getting really close out there. They were getting really friendly out there because Nick Benito was on his tail that entire that entire overtime. Uh every overtime that they went through. It he was there. But yeah, I mean that that one that that that, that what you just said is so questionable. That might be strike three. <laughs> I, might have to, I might have to check talk to about the, a man's hands. <laughs> I, might have talk to, about the, I might have to. Moving. I might have to check. <laughs> I'm just saying. Check, check <laughs> to the ref on that one, bro. Look, all I know is this right here. On that one, bro. Look, Go ahead. don't be unrealistic, all right? On Saturday when it's all said and done and Spencer's wearing that golden hat, matter of fact, that should be like – when you recap that game, and when both of y'all recap that game, Spencer wearing the golden hat, that should be the uh, um, the oh, Abby no. pick or whatever. Yeah, that should be the pick no. for for that. We're video. not making. It's not happening. Look, we've, I've already made a bet with you guys that I hope you you know are men of your word and, and, and wear some burn orange next week. On I don't think I'm involved show. in that though, right? All right. Well, Chris. On the live show, that the, the bet that we've all made that the whole public just gets to see, um, you know, when you're wearing your burnt orange, that's the deal. There's you don't get to dictate thumbnails, okay? So, <laughs> I'm always just trying to go the extra there. mile. I'm always, always trying to get more than what you come I'm on. I'm a man. lawyer. What can I say? I'm a, you got too much dip on your chip. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a squeeze it in there some way. <laughs> that's the fourth time. Nah, we not trying. <laughs> If I got to squeeze it, cheat, on, I'm gonna get it we got to go on that, bro. I'm going to get we it in there. Go. <laughs> we got to go, bro. That's the fourth one. Come on, Chris. Yo. I'm trying to save you. <laughs> <sighs> Fellas, thank you all for joining and uh, yeah, jumping man. on and doing this. Yeah, it's a blast every time we get to chop it up. So, uh. You know, we got our predictions in. No, not a surprise what anybody picked here, uh, but it was a blast breaking everything down with you guys. As always, shout out to our sponsor, official sponsor of Fanatic Perspective, the official sports book and betting partner, BUSR, BUSR.com slash Fanatic. Go ahead, 
get your, you know, for those of you who are OU fans and you want to take, you know, OU in the points, go ahead. You want to hit the money line. And those of you who are believers in the University of Texas, Steve Sarkeesian, let's do it on BUSR.com slash fanatic. We got a contest coming out there for everybody that is a fanatic perspective follower. So really appreciate Nino's Corner. You guys hit up Nino's Corner. Please, please, please go subscribe. He's got so much awesome content and also connecting with the kids in the community over on Nino's Corner. And then Seth and Chris, who you just got to see us interact with. You guys can see why I call Chris a menace. You guys got to see it firsthand, but he's a hell of a lot of fun to talk to. Horns Down Podcast. Uh, and they don't just cover OU. They cover, you know, week to week, they're covering the Big 12. So uh, it was a pleasure to have you guys on. I appreciate y'all. Horns always up. Always up. Peace. Horns down for peace.